indeed it's all about you, Lord Jesus, not about us. All about you, Lord, tonight. Our entire lives belong to you. In you we live and move and have our being. It's all about you, Jesus. Nobody else but you, Lord. So tonight we come before your throne asking that, Lord, you speak into our hearts and speak into our minds. As we prepare our hearts to come to the table of the Lord. It's all about you, Jesus. Have your waving in our midst tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. Tonight we're looking at the subject, having a fruitful heart. Having a fruitful heart. And um, I was reflecting on it for a long time. I wasn't sure what I I was supposed to share. And, um, you know, I, I believe that we have the ability to do research and write things and share, but it's really what the Lord wants to say to his people that we should share. So, as I battled with it, the Lord dropped a scripture into my heart. And I would like us to go through it in the next few minutes and hear what God has to say. Hallelujah. The, I was reflecting on what our heart really is. And I realized that the Bible uses heart and soul interchangeably heart and soul interchangeably and the heart is it sort of encompasses our minds our emotions our intellect our heart encompasses all of that hallelujah and so as we we reflect we just want to see what is the posture that we should have so that we can have a fruitful heart? Hallelujah. I believe that God expects each and every one of us to bear fruit. And we need to be in a certain posture. Romans chapter 12. We'll be reading from verses 1 downwards. As the Lord leads us. Hallelujah. says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Can we read it in the NLT so that... Um, okay. So it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God... Because of all that he has done for you. Hallelujah. He said, let them be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Hallelujah. This is truly the way to worship. Let's stay there a bit and then we'll advance as we go. So this is Paul, the Apostle Paul writing to the church in the church in Rome. Okay. <laughs> it's important. So the church is in Rome and he's writing to them. And remember that he said so many things before. So we are in chapter twelve. And so King James says, I beseech you therefore. It means that there have been several things that have been said. And then NLT says what? Because of all that he has done to you, he has explained to them 
how, you know, you should not de- yield your bodies to sin, all these things, how they have been saved, for there is therefore no condemnation. Are you with me? He said all of these things. And so when he comes to say, and so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Because of all he has done, he's referring them to what we have discussed. And all those things God has done for them. Hallelujah. And in fact, he has done for us. Because of all of that, do what? Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Hallelujah. I keep saying that Paul usually is not a person who would beg people. Are you with me? He orders you and says, This is the Lord saying this. Do this. You understand? Put the immoral man out. Are you with me? <laughs> so when he comes here, it means that he's very passionate about what he's saying. The King James says, I beseech you. I, literally, I beg you. Hallelujah. And this evening, Paul is reminding us that it's, it's so dear to his heart that we present our bodies to God because of all that God has done for us. Hallelujah. Now, when I think about a living sacrifice, you know, usually a sacrifice would be killed before it is what? Offered on the altar. But here Paul is talking about a living sacrifice. A sacrifice that is alive. And so I think that he's contrasting a dead sacrifice that cannot really feel the heat of the burning. Hello? The, the, the guns have a, a proverb. They say, It means that a dead goat is not afraid of the knife. It's already dead. There's nothing you can threaten it with. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, if you were already a dead sacrifice, it's like you are not really feeling the thing. But here he's saying that you are a sacrifice that is alive and you are being put on the altar and being burnt. Hello? Now, that's, that's a picture. I mean, it means that we are not coming into a laffy daffy. You are actually going to go through different difficult circumstances for God. Hallelujah. It's not going to be a rosy journey. It's actually a sacrifice. And I'm sure I don't have to remind you of the things that Paul lists as his his what the things he has been through his his the things that he wants to boast about is how he has been lashed how he has gone through this and gone through that all for the sake of Jesus so when he's begging us he's inviting us to join in this sacrifice hallelujah and he said this kind is what god will find acceptable in verse 2 He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But do what? Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. By changing the way you think. Hallelujah. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hallelujah. What is he saying? Like I said earlier, our thinking comes from where? It's our heart. Okay? A lot of times people try to separate it, but the Bible generally talks about the heart. So, God is saying that he needs to transform how you think, how you think, in order for you to actually be able to please him. Hallelujah. In other words, to be fruitful, 
You need a change of heart. You need to be transformed into a new person. Hallelujah. Of course, the Bible says that whoever is in Christ is a new creature. All things have passed away. Hallelujah. So, why is Paul still saying that these people need to be transformed? Hello? If they are already a new creature, why do these guys need to be transformed? These are Christians, so this is the church in Rome. So he's writing to believers. Hello? So when we are born again, yes, we are made a new creature, but our soul needs to be transformed. So some people say that you are saved, you are being saved, and you will be saved. In other words, yes, you have become born again. You have been moved from the kingdom of darkness into where? The kingdom of light. But all your old customs and all your old behaviors are still where? With you. And so Paul says what? Now you need to be transformed into a new person by changing the way you think. Hallelujah. Now, the, I think the NIV, let, let's look at the NIV and see how it puts it. It says, do not conform to what? Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Now look at it. What is a pattern? When you think of pattern, what comes to your mind? Which profession uses pattern? Sorry? Sorry? Designer, seamstress, your tailor will have a pattern. And then when, what, what does he do with it? When he wants to do the trousers, he puts it there, he draws it, and then cut. Eh? He said that don't conform to the pattern of this world. So picture, the world has a certain pattern. They have drawn it. Are you with me? And many Christians are just flowing with the pattern. So we are not thinking through what we are doing. And that is why Ghana is 70% Christian. And yet... Hello. <laughs> Are you with me? He said, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let God transform you by changing the way you think. Are you with me? Now, the word conform, I remember some time back, there was a preacher who was explaining this. He said that, you know, when you are, when you are making um, a pillar, you do a form work. Form work. You know the form work, the box in which you pour the concrete in. Uh-huh. So, that form restricts what shape you will get. And the world has a certain form, a certain box that is like we are all supposed to fit in. Are you with me? And so, to conform means... To align yourself to that form. And then to transform means to be what? Trans means to go over or to go above or go beyond that form. Hallelujah. So he's saying that do not be restricted by the mold or the box that the world has made to fit you in. But rather be what? Transformed. Move beyond that form. Hallelujah. May God help us to move beyond the form. He said, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Hallelujah. Verse 3. He said, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Now, this is Paul talking. The first time he was begging, that was not... <laughs> you see here, he's, he's back to himself. <laughs> he said, I give you this warning. And what's the warning? Let's read, of, let's read the warning together. Go. 
Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's saying, don't think you are better than you really are, but rather be what? Honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Hallelujah. You know, many times, people have a high estimation of themselves, and it makes them unfruitful. Because they cannot bring themselves to do certain things that will help them to be fruitful. And Paul is warning us, don't think you are better than you really are. But rather be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, be honest in your evaluation of yourself. You know, sometimes you meet somebody... And immediately, you don't even know them, but a thought comes to your mind that you are better than this person. Hello? Maybe because of the way they are dressed. Maybe because of the type of English they speak. But Paul is reminding us, don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Now he says, Just as your bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function. Let's continue. So it is with Christ's body. We are what? Many parts of one body. And we all belong to each other. Hallelujah. Just as your body has many parts, so it is with Christ's body. We are all different parts of the same body. And each part has what? A special function. Each part has something particular that is designed to do. Hallelujah. I think in, in um, Corinthians it says that the, the eye cannot say that, oh, I don't need the hand. Or the hand cannot say, hello. We need each other because we are all what? Members of one another. We belong to each other. Each part has a special function. And then in verse 6, he begins to break it down for us. He says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, do what? Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. I think the NIV says what? Prophesy. Let's use the NIV. So we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then do what? Oh, hello. If your gift is prophesying, then do what? Hallelujah. Do we have any with the gift of prophecy? Yeah. <laughs> and there was silence. <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul is saying that we all have different gifts. God has blessed us individually with different gifts. And one of the gifts is what? Hallelujah. And if your gift is prophesying, then do what? Prophesy in accordance with your faith. Verse 7. He said, if your gift is serving others, do what? But nowadays, it's like, if you are not a prophet, you are not among. Have you realized it? It's like, Charlie, everybody must prophesy. Those are, if you can't prophesy, just say, Hello? But Paul is saying that, no, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. The prophet shouldn't feel that, oh, Charlie, I have this powerful gift more than the person who is just an usher or a health ministry. Are you with me? 
some of the, the, the ministries, you will come out to the front, you will be seen, you will be singing solo, they will organize concerts. Some of it is just service. Hallelujah. But Paul is saying that don't think of yourself that you are better than the other, but rather, whatever God has given you, do what? Use it to, to serve. So if your gift is serving others, do what? Serve them well. Hallelujah. So if you are a teacher, teach well. If you are a teacher, do what? Teach well. Make sure that you are, you are delivering the point. You are helping the people to understand. Amen. You have some Sunday school teachers in the house. Faith builders. See, that one, I got some. When I went to prophecy, everybody put down their hand. Hey! <laughs> Paul is saying, feel free. According to the faith God has given you. Amen. <laughs> if you are a teacher, teach well. Come for review meeting. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. The verse 8. He said that if your gift is to encourage others, do what? Be encouraging. Now, this, this is the one that really... Really, really, really gets to me because, I mean, encouraging others. Is, is that, is that, we don't, do we ever have like a ministry like that? What ministry are you in? I mean, encouragement ministry. <laughs> oh, no, so yeah, which one? <laughs> but Paul is saying that that is one of the ministries. God has given you a certain gift of encouragement and do that effectively. Hallelujah. And a lot of these people, they work behind the scenes. You are there now, they will just come and they will just say something to you and all of a sudden you receive fresh strength. Every time I think of encouragement, um, until now, always comes to mind. Encouragement ministry. Oh, she will encourage you right now. I don't know how she will sense that that day you are weak or but she just come and she will say, oh, go. <laughs> and she has a very powerful and firm way of doing it. Hallelujah. Encourage. Hallelujah. There are diverse gifts. All of the same body. The same spirit gives it so that it will profit us all. Said, so if it is giving, also do what? Give small and stop give small and stop because nowadays (laughs) yeah give generously hallelujah and God has intentionally placed that gift in you and he's saying that to be fruitful you have to come from that mindset where you know that I'm presenting my body as a living sacrifice hallelujah so it's not about how do I keep or how... No, that is what God is calling me to do. Give. So give generously. Amen. May we have some generous people in the house. Amen. Yeah, the amen was... <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know, sometimes after giving a few times... You will be hurt in the process. You know, I was talking with another pastor. He said that these, these young people, we help them with their school. We invest in them. Then when they go, they disappear. Charlie, the is, is it wasn't a, a laughing matter. He was not amused at all. And I'm sure if you have been in that position, you understand, it happens. It's like you invested, you were blessing the person and then they just so Charlie nowadays we have to be very careful we won't be <laughs> if the Holy Spirit says we should give we have to think about it very strongly because may God help us that our, our hearts will be revived our thinking will not you know the, the world system is saying that eh, what is it for me what is the need for me that's the pattern 
what, what will I get out of this one? How will it benefit me? You know? Okay. You know, even these days, it's like, when you invite someone for a program, they want to know whether they are on the program. It's just a, are you with me? <laughs> you see, at times I am scarce, isn't It's like, am I going to feature? If I'm not going to feature, <laughs> may God help us. Do not copy the behavior of this world. Don't conform to the standards of this world. Otherwise, we can't be fruitful. That if it's given, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, do it anyhow. If God has given you leadership ability, he said, well, take the responsibility seriously. Hallelujah. You know, when Jesus said that the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of the kingdom, a lot of times it comes from some of these things. Because if you see how the people at the bank are approaching their role and taking it seriously and having meetings and reviewing and doing performance appraisal and doing this and then we are like we're just flowing hello if leadership is your gift don't do it anyhow don't just take it like oh i hear i'm sorry dear i sorry no i found the world cup it's just church what uh don't take it World Cup. It's not the World Cup. Let's just flow. Now, you talk again. I'm here all night. Oh. It's like, we'll take it anyhow. Meanwhile, the world is managing what they have, making sure they are moving to the next level, to the next level. I mean, even sometimes when you see an Echo Bank choir or Barclays Bank choir, sometimes you are like, hey, and then when you come to the church, like, oh, I hear, tell you, what would they sing? Oh, oh, oh that song there, we know I'm, let's let me go, 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 go. Hey! May God help us. Say, if God has given you the leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. Then he said, if you have a gift for showing kindness to others another very interesting one showing kindness to others it's a gift wow yours is you just you shine in that area it doesn't mean that we are not all called to show kindness but some people are just gifted in being kind to you saying a kind word you know treating you nicely i mean Said, if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly with a smile. Don't get tired of, of doing it. Hallelujah. That's why he said, he started by saying that present your body as a living sacrifice. If you start from there, you will realize that it is possible for you to bear fruit. Do it gladly. Hallelujah. Verse 9. <laughs> this one is what cuts across for all of us. So this is not just gifts, but now he's talking generally about how we love. Hallelujah. How many want to be fruitful? <laughs> oh, praise Jesus. He said that don't just pretend to love others. But do what? Really love them. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hey! The church of Jesus Christ. In this our Ghana here. Hey! They are saying, oh, peace and many blessings. Hey! But Charlie, in their heart, no. Hey! <laughs> 
They have just finished destroying you with somebody in some conversation. And they have wiped their face and they are smiling. Hey, oh, Meanwhile, they are discussing some rumor about you. <laughs> Don't just pretend. Don't pretend. What does the NIV, the NIV puts it? He said, love must be sincere. Hallelujah. Let, let's go to King James. I think King, King James, New King James says, Aha, he uses the word. He said, let love be without what? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. You know where the, the word hypocrisy comes from? It means we are actors. Actors, you are wearing them. You know those days when they were acting, they wear a mask. Eh? So, if there's a smile on the, you've seen those masks, when there's a smile on the, he's like that. He's holding it like that. But you don't know what is behind the mask. Yeah, that is hypocrisy. <laughs> oh, no, fear, no, you're joking. Oh, but it's Tuesday. Hello? He said, let love be without hypocrisy. Let us not pretend as if we love you. No, it must be real love, genuine love. The Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. We can't be fruitful if... Hmm. You know, when I think of some of the people that God is calling us to share his love with, this hypocrisy thing won't work. Are you with me? We, we have become like Pharisees. Eh? I don't know. Have you seen that the young people these days, they are having tattoos? Have you seen them? Have you seen that this my type of haircut is not in fashion? Yeah, the type of people you are going to reach out to. No? Why are dreads? No, but into this your fake uh, <laughs> pretending. No, it won't work. And a lot of them, they can't smell the hypocrisy from afar. Yeah. So they keep saying that, oh, church people. Oh, church people. Oh, church people. If I go to my guys, they'll sort me out. Church people. Yeah. That's what they're saying about us. And we say, well, we are not ashamed of the gospel. They, they won't mind you cry. May God help us all. Let the love be genuine, sincere from the heart. Otherwise, we can't be fruitful. And he said, abhor what is evil, but do what? Cling to what is good. So it's not as though we want to embrace everything. No. What is evil is evil. And what is good, we'll cling to it. But some of the things are neither good nor evil. It's just different people and their different preferences. And if you are not careful, you build up your own preferences to make it seem like that is God's standard. So when Peter was told that, Master, go to the Gentiles, he said, oh, why not me? They showed him a dream, arise and kill him. He said, oh, no, 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 no. I can't do such things. Because since his childhood, he had been trained in a certain way that certain things we don't do. We don't touch this type of meat. God is saying, no, I'm sending you to the Gentiles. Hey, no, Cornelius, no, no. I can't even go to his house. Wow. So what I'm saying is, abhor what is evil. Sin is sin. But not all the things that we create, we paint, they are not all sin. So we have to be very careful. And be able to love genuinely without hypocrisy. He said, abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Hallelujah. Verse 10. And he continues. He said, love each other with what? Genuine affection. Love each other with genuine affection. Genuine affection. May God shed his love abroad in our hearts so that we can have this kind of love 
one for another. He said, and then you take delight in doing what? Honoring each other. Wow, that's a very practical step. I honor you, and then you do what? You honor me. Not that I'm feeling that, Charlie, but you, you don't know who I am. And I'm a man of God now. <laughs> you should honor me. No, it's honoring each other. Hallelujah. May God help us so that we'll take delight in honoring each other, saying good things about each other, giving respect to each other. Hallelujah. And then verse 11. Hallelujah. So we are looking at the position of our heart too. And then we started by saying that we are presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. And then we've gone through all the key things that Paul is, is teaching us. And then now he says, well, never be lazy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Paul says it like it is. Sometimes it's just laziness. Uh, how many have felt like Charlie? This today the rehearsal, <laughs> rehearsal the medivetche. It's just you are being lazy. Hallelujah. And Paul is saying that present your body as a living sacrifice. So never be lazy, but do what? Work hard. Hallelujah. But many times it's like we have worked hard during the week. And so we want to relax. But he's saying that when it comes to the work of the Lord, do what? Work hard. And do what? Serve the Lord lackadaisically. Serve the Lord enthusiastically with Vim. Hallelujah. You must be enthusiastic about the things of God. Must be enthusiastic about the work of the Lord. Let's serve the Lord enthusiastically. Verse 12. So rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Wow. Rejoice in our what? Confident hope. What is our hope? Christ is coming back for us. Hallelujah. These days, those messages are not preached anymore. But he is coming back. And that should be our focus. And when that is our focus, it is easier for us to go through the various things that will come our way in service. Oh, because yes, somebody will step on your toes. Yeah. Somebody will say something wrong. Somebody will hurt you. But be what? Patient in trouble. Hallelujah. You will go through some difficult times. Be what? Patient in trouble. All will not be well. Empty pockets along the line. But you have to come to rehearsal. Be patient in trouble. And do what? Keep on praying. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of God. Then verse 13. He says that when God's people are in need, do what? Be ready to help them. And always be eager to practice hospitality. This one really gets to me. You know we are living in a day and age where hospitality is a strange concept. Because it's like Jalina say. They are people are dangerous, so if I are bad. <laughs> but the Bible is insisting on us being what? Eager to practice hospitality. Not just to practice it. He said, be eager. My home people say, oh, how can I be hospitable? How? Looking for ways to be hospitable. Always be ready to help those who are in need. The Bible says what? Some have entertained strangers, uh, angels on our way. Hallelujah. Uh, on Sunday, I was, I was chatting with somebody, a pastor friend, and one of our church members came and bypassed him 
and came to give me a hug and started talking with me and ignored him completely. And so he said, ah, do you know who I am? I'm an angel. And then he quoted this scripture. Because you, you don't know him, so it's like, oh, are you with me? <laughs> but by entertaining strangers, some have welcomed what? Angels. Wow. You are there believing God for an angelic visitation. But <laughs> you have locked all your hospitality and put it away because something happened to you. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> let me share my hospitality <laughs> troubles. In Agubloshi, I brought some of the boys home. <laughs> nah. <laughs> my laptop um, what I mean there are a number of things they just disappeared oh Charlie I was looking for angels not knowing <laughs> are you with me so sometimes after such an experience it's like Charlie it's my house there you will meet in church <laughs> and we'll do the counseling here but you know this thing that Osofo has been talking about, this discipleship that he has been talking about, is life on life. You can't do it in church. Even if you stay after church, how many? It won't work. It will not work. But you've locked your heart in that department, Charlie, 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 Charlie. Oh! So we, we can't be fruitful the way God wants us to be fruitful. Because of some of these things. And for you, you've, you've reasoned it out. It's so logical. Paul is saying that don't copy the behavior of this world. Don't follow the pattern. Allow God to change your mind. Allow God. Allow God. Tell your neighbor, allow God. He must change your mind. He must transform the way you think. You have, you have thought through and you've concluded that, Charlie. May God help us. He said, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. May God help us. Paul pushes us further. Let's go to the next verse. <laughs> now he starts to quote Jesus. <laughs> he said, well, bless those who are very nice to you and who sow seed into your ministry. <laughs> yes, bless them. No. Those who persecute you. Try. <laughs> Someone is persecuting you and they are saying what? Bless the person. Ah. No. <laughs> wow. Say, don't curse them, but rather pray that God will do what? But we have an interesting word. <laughs> hey! This God will pay you. <laughs> or the Nigerian will say, God will punish you. <laughs> that, is, that is our default. That is the, the pattern of this world. Say, no. Bless them and pray that God will bless them. Hallelujah. Paul is challenging us to have a heart that is bearing fruit. You have to have this posture. That, oh, they are persecuting me. I mean, you remember David in the wilderness being chased by Saul. And then he had the opportunity to kill him or hurt him or do something to him. 
And what happened? His heart smote him. He said, I can't even touch the anointed of God. But the guy was persecuting him. Because like, if you don't show them, they will still keep, you know, so you're, then you easy, sir. Say, bless them. Pray that God will bless them. May God help us. Verse 15. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Hallelujah. I think this one usually it's even easy for us to do, except that sometimes, according to the survey, we don't come for weddings. Yeah. <laughs> we'll shout for you in the church and then we'll swerve you. <laughs> hey, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. A heart that is fruitful. The 16. I want us to end on this one. And then we can pray. You know, it says live in harmony with each other. But the second part is what I really want to dwell. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Some of us, in fact, a lot of us are more privileged than other people. I mean, usually when you are coming to church, you see that the car park is full of cars. And then when you come, you are expecting that, oh, the whole place is full. But it's just a few people, which implies that most likely everybody drove one person in a car or two people in a car. Are you with me? Yes. So a lot of people in this area, this type of church, they, they, they can't come. Are you with me? Or sometimes when they come, they are thinking of receiving something from us. Because, I mean, glass church, the whole brand in there. Yeah. Are you with me? I, I was here and I was sent to... Sodom and Gomorrah. And that, that was actually the beginning of the shift in my mind. Because, Charlie, we were that are these on praises, you know, only a God like you, and all those things. And then, the people, they don't understand English, so some of those songs, you have to pack them somewhere. <laughs> and you have to come look up. Are you with me? <laughs> And if you are not careful, because of where you are and the people you associate with, you have a certain pride that you don't realize that you, you, you can't flow with certain people. You can't bring yourself to share the gospel in tree. Yeah. And it's a subtle thing. It's Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. So for many weeks, I just had to go and just be with them. Are you with me? <laughs> just to be with them. Just be there. <laughs> because I was not used to. I mean, everything they did was strange to me. And yet, I'm supposed to share the gospel with them. Charlie, I'm supposed to break bread with them. <laughs> it's not simple at all. Yeah. And may God help us. And some of these things, they are subtle. You don't realize it. Because you are here, we are all like, oh, peace and many blessings, peace and many blessings. But 
<laughs> there are certain places. So if I were you, every year I'll try and do some mission trip. When they are going to the north, go, go with them and experience some of these things. So like the young people. Some of the older ones, we came from somewhere and God has blessed us. But some of the younger ones, we've been living in cantonments, then we moved to uh, Sakumono, then we moved to... <laughs> so... <laughs> You have never associated with, you are going to a private school here. You have, it's, it's inside you. <laughs> May God help us. So don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Not to tolerate the company. Not to spend a few <laughs> to enjoy the company. Of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Yeah. A lot of times when we go, we think that we know and we are coming to show you. Yeah. Many missionaries have had that problem. It's like, oh, these people, they don't know God. We are coming to bring God to them. Yeah. You know something, but they also know something. So don't think you know it all and let's meet at a certain point. So what am I saying? I'm just saying that we need to change our mindset in various areas. You know, I mean, this chapter we can do maybe a full sermon on each verse and we won't exhaust it. So I've been struggling to just make sure that I just hit on just all these various areas that Paul is highlighting for this Roman church, the church in the biggest city, in the Yankee, the America of their time. And he's saying that, I've told you about all that God has done for you. But now they are begging you that present your body as a living sacrifice. And then he starts to list all these various key points that they struggle in. They feel they are powerful church. They are doing things for God. But he said, if you really want to be fruitful, if you want to prove what is God's perfect will, if you really want to please God, if you think your worship will be acceptable to God, ah, this is the list. These are the things. Don't think of yourself more highly. Remember, you have been given a gift. We all have gifts. Like that, like that. He's come all the way down. Let me enjoy ordinary people's company. Just flow with the people. I don't think you know it all. I want us to pray. That Lord, help us to have a heart like yours. I mean, this was Jesus. He was called a wine, the wine beber and gloton. Because he was just hanging out with those ordinary people that the Pharisees could not bring themselves to associate with. They are like, Charlie, these people, they don't qualify. Many of us, we have set ourselves apart. And we can't associate with these type of people. Let's speak to the Lord. Say, Lord, I really want to have a fruitful heart. So deal with my heart. Change my mind. Transform my mindset. I can't conform to the pattern of this world, to the standards of this world. I can't align with a self-centered type of mentality. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. To break away from self. Not to be conformed to the pattern of this world. But to be transformed by having our minds renewed. To be more and more like you, Jesus.
blessing those who persecute us, being hospitable to strangers. Oh, we want to be fruitful. We want to use our gifts to please you. Lord, we cannot afford to be lazy. Help us to work hard for your kingdom. To work hard for your kingdom. Not to make excuses, but to labor for the master. Oh, Lord. May we have hearts that are willing to labor. Lord help us Lord to be transformed by the renewing of our minds to be transformed by the renewing of our minds Lord I give you my heart give you my soul shall we just be on our feet as we pray I live for you alone Every breath that I take Every moment I'm awake Lord, have your way in me Lord, I give you my heart give you my soul, I give you my soul, I live for you, I live for you, alone, every breath that I, every moment, every moment I'm away, Lord have your way, Lord have Oh, Lord, I give you, Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul, I give you my soul. Hey, I live for you, I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment. Come live in me, come live in me, all my life, all my life, take over, take over, oh, come breathe in me, come breathe in, and I will rise, I will rise. On eagle's wings, on me. Come live in me, come live in all my life, all my life. Tell him, Lord, take over, take over. Come and breathe in me, come breathe. Lord, I will rise. Yes, I will rise. Oh. I surrender all to you. Oh, they're nothing 
Everything, everything, everything I give to you. I give to you. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Oh, withholding nothing. Withholding. Oh, he said, withholding nothing, withholding nothing. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, withholding nothing. Withholding nothing, withholding. He said, give generously, use your gifts, withholding nothing. Don't hold back, regardless of your experience, withholding nothing, withholding. Oh, withholding nothing. Say, I surrender all. I surrender to you. Everything I give to you. He said, What do you have that you did not receive? Everything I give to you. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing, withholding nothing. Oh, withholding nothing. Oh, at this time, just surrender it all. You know the particular thing the Lord is asking for right now. You have made a wall around it and you are saying, Lord, you can come this far, but you can't cross this one. As for this area, no, no, no. But the Lord is asking for that one as well. Don't hold back. Tonight, just surrender to Him. Say, oh, Lord, I can be kind to strangers, but as for my enemies, no. As for the people who persecute me, ah, the Lord knows the specific area in which He's touching you tonight. Yeah. A fruitful heart. A heart that can bear fruit. He's uprooting certain stones and certain certain hardened areas in your heart. He's plowing it tonight in the name of Jesus. You, you have been hurt in that area. And you are guarding it. Tonight he says... Release that area for me. The Lord has need of it also. Tonight, Kadayabalayaba, withholding nothing. Tonight, Lord, No one else knows. You know. You know what? The Lord is telling you tonight, release that area also. I want all of you, not part of you. I want all of your heart, not part of your heart. Allow him, allow him to deal with you tonight, to release, to release every area that you have made a no go area. There are certain giftings you are not operating in because of fear, because of insecurity, because of different reasons you are not operating fully in your gifting. Oh, I surrender
some of us feel weak we just feel weak you've gotten to a point that you feel weak just lift up your hands he said he's bringing you fresh strength fresh strength from on high to continue to labor Elijah got to a point he was so weak and he was tired he was willing to give up receive fresh strength tonight in the name of Jesus spirit of the living God fall afresh on us every weakness be removed in the name of Jesus even the young men grow weak and faint but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength Lord sent fresh strength even for us tonight in the name of Jesus may we mount up with wings as eagles fresh strength in the name of Jesus oh yes lord yes lord yes lord we will mount up with wings as eagles we will run and not be weary we will walk and we will not faint lord arise and shine on your children tonight Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for reminding us of these truths, O God. We surrender to you tonight. Spirit of the living God, have your way in our lives. Thank you for the time of refreshing. Even as we continue tomorrow, Lord, continue to minister to us throughout the prayer and throughout the fasting, Lord, throughout the day, speak into our hearts, speak into our lives, O oh Lord. And even as we gather tomorrow evening, Lord, speak your word into our lives that, Lord, we will move to another level. It will be fruitful. And that all will see that indeed you have done a work in us. Thank you for hearing us in Jesus' name. Amen.